welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This evening, we have a special guest, Prophetess Patricia J. Williams from Louisiana. Okay, you're on the air. And greetings, everyone. Thank you for tuning in on today. It is just a pleasure to be in the midst of everyone, and I pray that everyone day has been blessed. My name is Prophetess Patricia Williams. I reside in Pineville, Louisiana. That is two and a half hours, or give it three hours, from New Orleans, Louisiana. I am the founder of of Faith in God International Ministries, as well as Patricia J. Williams Ministries. And my website is www.patriciajwilliams.com. My motto is winning the loss for any cost. I am a child of God. I have been saved for over 25 years, and I love God's people. I am also an author of five books, and my latest book is The Secret Place. During this pandemic, God has allowed me to come before him and to really get downloaded information about the secret place. And during this time of quarantine, this is the time we should get closer to God and see what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And you can also find my books. I have several books on Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart.com, and any major inter- internet retailer. And I think the man of God also for having me on today to just share a nugget of what God wants me to give you. And it's don't quit the vision. You know, many times we are getting discouraged because we see the pandemic is going on and everything is hitting us from left and right. And God has given us a vision. Your vision is is very different from my vision. Everybody's vision is different. But God is saying, don't quit the vision. Because God has the appointed time for your vision to come to pass. Though it will speak, it shall not lie. And first of all, let's define what a vision is. A vision is mainly a desire. It's a dream is a destiny and we must not give up on our destiny we must become our way we got to keep the vision the bible said right vision make it plain so i am here to encourage you write your vision down make it plain don't be wishy-washy and what I mean about wishy-washy, you're saying one thing, but when the opposition come up against you, you want to acquit it. No, stick with your vision, because anytime you have a vision and then your vision is representing God, now listen to me well, anytime your vision is representing God, the devil is going to come up against you. Amen? So we must not give up on our destiny. And you have to nurture your vision. You have to make your vision number one. It's, it's a, just like a mother. When a person, a woman is a pregnant, she has to take vitamins. She has to take vitamins 
prenatal vitamins to make sure that baby comes out healthy and she also has to be healthy so we have a vision that is birthed within us so we have to nurture it we have to take spiritual vitamins and what is our spiritual vitamins the word of god we have to pray we got to fast and we got to nurture that vision we have to speak to that vision because the bible says speaking and it shall not lie Whatever God gave you, it is not a lie. It may be hard. You may not see no way, but God is the way. Amen. So you have to nurture your vision and you also have to prepare yourself for your vision. You just cannot just wait on God to just put it in your lap. You have to act out on it. You have to step out on faith. You got to know, you got to tell God, God, I want this vision so bad. So then I want you to help me to step out on faith, even though my faith may not be where, where that it should be. But I need you to step, to help me to step out on faith. And the first time you can't see yourself going in the direction that God has you to go in or when you feel like your vision ain't coming to pass the first thing you're going to say oh well I can't do it and you know I tell people all the time there is no such word as can't because through God you can do all things the minute you say you can't do something guess what you done nullified everything that God did already said you can have and you can do so you can't say you can't do anything. Turn that word around and say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And that's the problem today. We want to do things on our own strength and not the strength of God. Come on here, somebody. Because once we utilize the strength of God, everything will come to pass. So you got to have a made up mind when things are not coming to pass and when you think your vision is not supposed to come to where God has said it shall be you cannot have a pity party you cannot quit get that out your mind don't quit but keep going and yes it may be tiring you may not see it but then God everything is in the plan of God and yes, you may have some bumps, you may have some setbacks, you may have things that will come up against you, but you cannot quit the vision. You have to fight because you know what? The enemy can hurt your vision. And let me tell you something, you have vision killers out, out there as well. That's why you can't share your vision with everybody because number one, the very people you think that is praying with you for your vision could be the very one that is praying against you. Don't say anything until the vision has came to pass. Because, because you will have a fight from day one. That means you have to fight in the spirit for that vision to come to pass. You are pregnant with vision. And you are pregnant with destiny. Do not abort it. This is not the time to get up. This is not the time to give up. God has great things in store for us. So, 
The Bible said in Proverbs 29 and 18, without the vision, the people will perish. You have to have a vision. If not, you will spiritually perish. Here on earth, you don't even know your destiny, which, which will unfold. So without a vision, the people will perish. Joseph was a great dreamer. Joseph, I love the story of Joseph. His own family betrayed him, but he did not give up. He loved his family. He loved God more than his family. But he went from the pit to a Potiphar's house. And from Potiphar's house to prison and to the palace. And then he went on to be the prime minister. He led his family out of out of famine and see that is that is what god has us at now yes we have a vision and then on your way to fulfilling your vision you're gonna go through some backups you're gonna go through some setbacks you're gonna go through bumps you're gonna go through everything because of the simple fact the enemy does not want it to come to pass <laughs> perhaps you feel like your life is messed up Nevertheless, God can qualify the unqualified, and he can disqualify, because we serve a sovereign God, but he gave all of us a free will to choose to serve him or not, but this is what I love about God, when we mess up God's plan, God will always give us another chance, which is even better than the one we messed up. Winners don't quit, and quitters don't win. God does not measure success by the number. He measures success by your faithfulness. Listen to me well. He measures success by your faithfulness. So take it one day at a time. God does not show all of us our future at once. Why? Because we will go before him and, and mess it up. <clears throat> and when we have a vision, we should write it out. Please write your vision out. And then at the same time, we should have others achieve their vision. And in that same time, your vision shall come to pass. Yes, we should help others in their vision. We shouldn't work their vision. We should help them. And your attitude will determine your altitude. Your attitude regarding somebody else's vision and helping them will return, will also determine your altitude or how fast God will bless you. So we need an attitude of passion when it comes to our vision. We need an attitude of excitement when it comes to our vision. We need to be excited and say, God, yes, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. But most of all, we need to give our vision back to God because we can't work it. We can't work it. Listen to me well. We cannot do nothing without the strength and the power of God. We can't work it. Only God can work through us to 
to allow our vision to come to pass. Because God is our source, and we we shall achieve our dream by His strength only. Oh my God, Jesse. So I don't want you to give up, and I don't want you to give in. And Zechariah 14, 4 and 10 says, we must not despise the small beginning. We must talk about the greatness of God. And when we talk about our dream, and when when we discuss it to God, watch God gives us the desires of our heart. Also, be prepared to also take risks. Only when you have a clear will from God. And stand on the word of God, knowing that He shall provide and help you with your vision. It's time to move forward. No matter what we're in, they say we are in this pandemic, which we are, but God is still blessing through the pandemic. I've seen people with testimony of homes and businesses that are opening during this pandemic. God is moving in the pandemic for his children. So these are the encouraging words that God has wanted me to share with you on today. Don't quit your vision. Everybody has a vision down on the inside of you. And it's time to burst your vision. I'm turning it back to Brother Emmanuel. And Brother Emmanuel, thank you so much for allowing me to come on to encourage the people. Amen. No problem. Uh, woman of God, can I ask you, can you uh, stay on the line for a moment? Yes. Um, yes, thank you for coming on this um, podcast. Whenever you feel led, I want you to, um, you feel free to come back. You're welcome anytime. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I come before you as humble as I know how. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this um, beautiful um, sermon that uh, was preach this evening, Lord. Um, Bless prophetess Patricia Williams, Lord, with her heart desires, Lord, and bless her ministry and and her books, Lord, and all the things that she's doing. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to also um, just encourage uh, my other Christian friends, Lord, to come forth, to come on the show, as well as as well as um, black entrepreneurs to come on here to promote their products and services. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to um, bless me, Lord, to get my film project fully funded, Lord. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Bless me with that. Bless me with that five hundred thousand dollars, Lord. So that way, Lord, I can hire. It put me in a better position financially so that way I can hire quality film crew and quality actors because we want to pro- we want to produce a quality film. I want to push push my story, Lord, um, take it to the next level and get it on the big screen at some in, in the name of Jesus in selected theaters as well as the sale of the DVDs, Lord. Yes, Lord. Um, um, I've been tearing this vision, Lord Jesus, going on 29 years, Lord. No support at all, Lord Jesus, from no one in my city, Lord. 
And this vision is to help our people that's trapped in the inner cities, Lord. That's all this uh, unnecessary violence. You called me, Lord, to to create um, a Christian business, Lord, to be in those high crime, gang, and drug infested communities. Yes, Lord. So that way, Lord, we can um, win back the youth, Lord. Build up the communities, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Teach our young youth how to um, create um, non-profits as well as for-profits. Yes, Lord. Practice group economics. Yes, God. And we want to dis- um, display the best of black culture, Lord. We're tired of all this negativity within our culture, Lord. Change that. Change it, Lord. Yes, God. And you called me, Lord Jesus, to bring this vision, Lord, to seven, uh, sorry, to ten countries in Africa, Lord. Yes, God. In the name of Jesus. And I I can't do this alone, Lord. And just like you had um, Nehemiah, Lord, he didn't build that wall of Jerusalem by himself. He had qualified people on his team that was in agreement. So, yes, so bless me with the capital, Lord, so I can hire qualified people to help me manage this organization. So that way we can um, make Chicago a model first, Lord, before we expand to other uh, cities. We want to even come down there where, with um, Prophetess uh, Williams at in um, Louisiana, Lord. Um, especially, uh, um, I don't know much about Louisiana, um, where Hurricane Katrina hit? Hello? Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I guess New Orleans, yes. So we want to go yes. there, Lord. Make our presence known there, Lord. Make yes, our presence. Lord. If it was up to me, Heavenly Father, this organization would have been up and running years ago. But again, you give man free will. And people always used to always flip the script on me saying, are you sure you heard from God? Are you sure he gave you this and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that? I wrote the vision and made it plain, Lord, in my revised book, Lord, and it's still barely selling. So let that book sell, Lord. Let our people read, Lord Jesus, to understand the plan so that way I don't have to constantly keep explaining and re-explaining, Lord. Jesus' name. I'm not running for politics or public office, Lord. I'm just trying to start a non-profit, Lord, to help our people, Lord. So make your presence known. In Jesus' name, this is all I'm trying to do. Amen. And that's going to conclude our show for this evening. Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This evening, we have another special guest. Apostle Diane Walker from California. So you're on the air. Good evening, everyone. God bless everyone up under the sound of my voice. I thank God for who he is in my life. I would like to thank God for Emmanuel Barbie for the opportunity to set the platform for me to be able to come on before you on this evening. Matthew 6 and 8 says to don't be like them. For your father knows what you have need of before you ask. So, Father God, I ask you to word my mouth and the ears of your hearing of the listeners on here on tonight. Lord God, and I ask you to bless them. 
that they be encouraged for what you have given me. I would like to encourage you on tonight. God does not want us to keep looking back, people of God. You hear folks testifying where I, when I look back over my life and where I come from, where I come from, where you come from. It's a reminder of the sinful place where you. We met and found Jesus. We had sinful nature when we were found in that place. But God being just like in the midst of destroying Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone, he told Lot. He told Lot. He sent the angels with a message to tell Lot to take his wife and his daughters. He also tried to get the son-in-laws to go, but the son-in-laws refused to go. They laughed about it, uh, having the word uh, delivered to Lot through the messengers of the angels. And he told Lot to take his wife and his daughters and leave. He waited. The Lord waited for them to leave. He, he, he took his time and he told them in Genesis that they were given a clear command. Genesis 19, 15 and 17. They were given a clear command from an angelic angel. Go and you will or you will be consumed in the punishment of the cities. The angels made lot to understand escape for your life. Do not look behind you. It's when we start to look behind us, people of God, and we start to get um, oh, oh, recoherent behaviors that we want to, that we forgot something or for, forgot somebody or didn't get a chance to finish out um, what we, what, where we was at or what we had started before the Lord came. But still in all, you were crying out to him to, to bring you out of the mess that we, that, that we were in. So, you didn't want to stay in that place. We wanted to come out of that place. Do not look back over your life or stay anywhere in the plains. The angels told them, go to the mountains, lest ye be destroyed. The instructions were made clear. Lot's wife and his daughter. The wife didn't understand. He, it was made clear, Lot said, do not look back. Do not look back. God did not want them to see the destruction or long for Sodom and Gomorrah because it was a sinful and a wicked place. Where we come from, we all come out of some type of a sinful and a wicked place. But God brings us out because he hears our cries. It is. It was a sinful and wicked place, and the Lord's patience had ran out with the wickedness of the cities. Unwillingly, unwillingly to repent. Repent means to turn from wickedness, ask for forgiveness, change. God was not there. God was not there in the midst of that. The love of God was not there. Just sin. They had sinful ways, evil. So God said, enough. So much like today, God don't want his people, the righteousness, longing for life in such wicked cities and such wicked places. 
in this wicked time. In the morning, in the modern day, let's just let's just let's let's look at what's going on right now. We're in the midst of a y'all call it a pandemic, some call it a pandemic, some call it a COVID nineteen. I call it a plague because Yahshua himself prophesied that this plague would take place thousands of years ago. That it was going to happen just in the time of Pharaoh and, and, and Noah. It was going to happen. I truly believe that the angels had came to destroy us, but because of the righteous that they found, we are spared. I truly believe that God is sparing us because of those of us that are righteous. In the day of Noah, out of all the people, there were eight. Lot had escaped with four, and yet none, yet not all of four had made it. So actually only three made it. Lot's wife, unnamed in the scriptures, a lot of people don't know what Lot's wife's name is, but her name is Edith. Lot's wife looked back, violating an angelical command. She turned to a pillar of salt. She was set set up to escape the destruction but and God's wrath, but she counted she counted and continued to count up her losses if she kept going. Like today, she looked back in her heart and mind. She longed for luck for she longed for her life. She was leaving and wanted to take one last look. She wanted to turn around, take one last look to see uh, the cities where she came from. She wanted to turn around and take one more look because she would never see it again once she left, like the angels instructed Lot to do, leaving her friends and her family, the marketplaces, her relatives, people she used to hang out with. She left them behind. She thought just one last look. That's all I need is just one last look. Her body was fleeing, people of God, the sinful place, but she still wanted to live in sin. If she did not want to, she would not have looked back. She should have been fed up. She should have been tired uh, of the things that was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah around her. So she decided to look back. Nothing but sin existed in Sodom. To long for Sodom, was to long for sin. People today long for places, people, and things. That they long for people, places, and things. They long, they long for things that is against God. The lifestyle of those who are called righteous, but has a sinful nature. How can righteous long for sin? Second Peter 2, 7 and 8 says, The people was oppressed by filthy conduct of the wicked, and righteous men lived among them, being tormented from day to day by the conduct of the sodomites. Today, there's righteous people that's living in a in a world that's full of filth and conduct 
filthy conduct. There's righteous people that's trying to do the best that we can as the righteous. But because the wicked is so easy to take and have control of someone, it's like your flesh. That's why the Lord tells us to kill our flesh daily. Your flesh want what the flesh want. And because your flesh want what the flesh want, it will cause you to sin. It will cause you to fall into sin. That's why the Lord says again to kill your flesh daily because your spirit man needs to rise up. It needs to rise up. And it needs to breathe and it needs to take its place. We live amongst those that are sinful. We live amongst them. We can't help but to live amongst them, but we don't have to take part in. Today, the Sodom and Gomorrah, the Sodomite generation exists still today, people of God. The plague is to is here to get God's people attention. God is wanting to get his people attention. Some will not make it and some will. God said enough is enough like Lot. The righteous people of God can live godly in an ungodly land. We can't be in the world, but not of the world. And God said in his word that he would take care of his own. Even though Lot's wife stayed behind looking back, it didn't stop Lot. He had to keep going. The Lord led Lot to where he had to go. Sometimes we have to let go and we have to leave some folks behind. We have to take heed to the word of God. We have to listen to the messenger. We have to open up our ear gates and hear when the Lord is speaking to us. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. 